Tesla beats earnings expectations, a rumored Amazon stock split, and is upstart by. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The markets, well, finishing a bit mixed today with the Dow Jones down 61 points, NASDAQ up 121, the S&P 500 up 7, the rest 2K roaring 1.15% in the mix. Well, that also went up 1.79%. So what is going on in the markets today? Well, it's earnings season, big time. We have a huge week of earnings, a huge list of names reporting in the day. I mean, some of the biggest names in the game. We're talking about Tesla that we just got the results today. We're going to be going over those in just a second. We have Apple, Amazon. We got a bunch of names reporting. Facebook, GE, Boeing. I mean, a huge mock-up of names. I mean, if we go through the schedule Tuesday, we have UPS, AMD, GE, Microsoft, Pinterest, Alphabet, Starbucks, uh, Waste Management, all fantastic names. And then Wednesday, we have Boeing, Apple, Facebook, Shopify, Spotify, Qualcomm, Teladoc, ServiceNow. And then we get to Thursday where we have Amazon, Twitter, McDonald's, Gilead, Domino's. And now, and then finally, we round out the week with L3 Harris, AbbVie, ExxonMobil, Chevron. I mean, my, oh my, a crazy week of earnings. And it's going to be a volatile week as well. And oh, also, uh, take note, Neo is also reporting on Thursday. But a huge list of earnings this week and we're going to lead it off with tesla so taking a look at tesla they just beat expectations big time the stock being sent down currently 13.5 points on the news it was as far down as down 20 points at one point beating expectations seems to be a sell the news event in this if you're a tesla fan if you believe in the long-term view of tesla this is when you want to buy it right here this is an opportunity because it is selling off on fantastic numbers at the end of the day now the earnings call is here in a few minutes, um, but we're going to dig into the numbers. So Tesla delivered 184,800 units throughout Q1 2021, a very strong delivery number. Now, if we break down those Q1 deliveries, what we see is that the Model S and X deliveries, they only delivered 2,020 um, of those two models. But then we take a look at the Model 3 and Model Y deliveries, which those two vehicles, those two models are the cheaper models that Tesla offers. 182,780 deliveries between those two models. Solid stuff there. Now, if we dig into the numbers, they delivered an APS beat with a 93 cents per share. That's much better than the 79 cents per share that was expected. And then, not only that, but we also got a big revenue beat. They delivered $10.39 billion in revenue. That is far above the $10.29 billion expected, and that's up 74% year over year. Now, it doesn't stop there. They delivered a record income. They delivered a total gross profit of $2.215 billion. That's up 79%. They delivered a total GAAP gross margin of 21.3%. That's up 1.3% year over year. 
Automotive revenues came in at $9.002 billion, and that's up 75% year over year. And there were $518 million in regulatory credits. And that's important to know because a lot of people are saying that the regulatory credits um, are all that's keeping Tesla up and above. And that's not true. If you actually take a look at Tesla without those regulatory credits, they had a very good quarter. In fact, they were profitable this quarter without the regulatory credits. So we like to see it. Furthermore, automotive gross profit uh, came in at 2.385 billion dollars. That's up 82 percent. Um, automotive gross margin came in at 26.5 percent, uh, and that's up from the 25.5 percent. So that's up a percent. And then income from operations up 110 percent year over year to 594 million dollars. Now rounding out these numbers, operating margin um, topped 5.7 percent. That's up 99 basis points year over year. Operating expenses increased by 70 percent to one. $1.6 billion and adjusted EBITDA increased a strong 94% to $1.84 billion. So what is going on with Tesla? Well, that was a very strong quarter they just delivered. Now, a lot of people are, there's going to be, Tesla is one of those names where it's very mixed. You're going to have the bears saying, ah, the numbers weren't that amazing. You know, the analyst expectations were low. And frankly, I think that's bull crap. Um, and then you have the Super Bowls of Tesla and they are going to say, these were phenomenal numbers. These numbers were the best in the best they've ever had. Yada, 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 yada. At the end of the day, these were strong numbers delivered by Tesla. Tesla, very strong numbers, um, and it is impressive. What is impressive to see here with Tesla is the fact that there is a semiconductor shortage right now, and we've heard nothing out of Tesla really about a semiconductor shortage at all. They continue to deliver solid delivery numbers. Not only that, but they saw increases in income, revenues, and they did it all without an insane amount of regulatory credits. So overall, solid quarter for Tesla. Um, and if you are a Tesla lover, this is possibly an opportunity. Now, I am going to note that I did open a very small position in Tesla on this dip after hours. I just picked up a few shares, nothing crazy. I'm not sure how long I'm going to hold it. Um, this could be a short-term trade or it may turn into a long-term trade. But at the end of the day, um, I think the stock does move higher on these earnings. They were, they were very solid numbers and I think people are going to see that. And even though Tesla is expensive, this is only going to bolster the fact that management Elon, led by Elon Musk continues to execute and deliver the numbers that they are saying they are going to deliver. And that is all investors need, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many, need to hold long and buy more. Um, and, you know, we'll just have to see solid numbers out of Tesla. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, there were a few sizable ones. Uh, Cohen reiterated its outperform rating on Apple. 100% agree with this. Apple delivers earnings here on Wednesday, and those are going to be big numbers to look for. Are they going to continue to see growth? A lot of analysts coming out, as they always do, and saying, ah, Apple might not have that good of a quarter. I think Apple beats expectations again. I think they deliver solid numbers. And I 100% agree with this Cohen reiteration of an outperformed rating on Apple. Now, Troost uh, raised its price target on Alphabet to 2400 from 2250 I agree with this. Alphabet is a monster, and I think they continue to do well. They deliver earnings tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, and one thing to look for is YouTube. Last quarter, YouTube did phenomenal, and Google management got YouTube to a point where it has not been, um, you know, just solid revenues, solid ad spend there on YouTube and a growing base. Um, and I think if that continues, there's a lot of potential with YouTube, a huge amount of potential with YouTube. Um, and overall, Alphabet always has new products in the works and they continue to innovate. And that is what 
I would I believe will continue to push Alphabet to the upside. Now, Barclays reiterated its overrate rating on Ford in General Motors. So we get to the autos. What do we have to say about the autos? Well, Ford and General Motors are both developing electric car lineups. Um, in fact, GM already releasing some of those, same as Ford. So what do I think overall about these two companies? I think General Motors is an excellent company to hold long, especially over the next, I would say, three to four years as the electric vehicle uh, world, the electric vehicle revolution per se, is just getting started. And I think General Motors is going to do very well in that space. Now, as for Ford, I think they're a little farther behind than GM. Um, there hasn't been the best of reviews on the Mach-E uh, and it hasn't been like flying off the shelves like a Tesla by any means, but I think it's a good start for Ford. And I think if Ford continues to innovate in the EV space, you can definitely see upside over there at Ford. Plus, uh, the new management over at Ford is excellent and leadership is getting rid of those costs that don't need to be there, streamlining the company, and I like to see it. Farley is doing an excellent job over there at Ford. Now, I'd also like to talk about real quick, Evercore ISI upgrading Simon Property to outperform. Now, if we take a look at Simon Property, ticker symbol SPG, um, it is definitely high. It's made a big run. Um, in this call, I was a bit on edge about. When I saw this earnings call, I was like, I don't know about this. I take a look at the six month charts and it's very extended to the upside, but at the same time, can it move higher? I think it can. If you take a look at, you know, an overall chart, um, this stock way back, if we take a look all the way back at about 2016, it was all the way up to 212 bucks a share. And then e-commerce started coming in and there was a bunch of other stuff. Um, and at the end of the day, can Simon Property Brothers come back? I think the recovery can continue to propel Simon Property to the upside in the short term. But I am still resistant on the e-commerce penetration to the malls. Um, at the end of the day, I think eventually you know, malls are somewhat obsolete um, and retail online eventually takes over. And I think it's only a matter of time before that happens. But short term, I do think that Evercore ISI is making the right call here on Simon Property, and I think it can continue to move higher. Now, um, also, Evercore ISI made another call on McDonald's, raising the price target to 260 from 240 I 100% agree with this. McDonald's is an excellent company and definitely one to check out. If you're looking for a fast food chain, um, McDonald's is one of the names that I would definitely take a look at. Now, shifting into this rumored Amazon stock split. Yes, a stock split on Amazon propelling the stock higher today. And it's currently sitting up 15.7 points after hours. It broke 3,400 today. It's currently at 3,409 after hours. It's at 3,424. Um, and Amazon just moving big time to the upside right now. It's at the top of a resistance that it's actually been in. If you take a look at Tesla stock, it's been flat ever since early July of 2020. And now it's been trading in this range between the mid 3,500s down to about 2,980. Um, and it's reaching the top of that range once again here at uh 34.24 so what do you do with amazon i still think it's a buy for the long term um and this stock split is actually i believe good news for amazon now uh fox businesses charles gasparino um sent out a tweet today and he said that according to trader sources um a stock split announcement is likely in 2021 and could come quote as early as thursday when the e-commerce giant reports earnings so this is very big news over here for amazon now it is important to note that these uh, stock split rumors have been going on now for about a year. Uh, so whether this actually comes to fruition, it's very questionable. Now, the fact that Amazon hasn't come out and denied it, 
that tells me um, that possibly it's true, um, but it will be interesting to see what happens. If there is a stock split on Thursday, depending on what the stock price uh uh, not the stock price. The stock split is, for instance, if it's an eight to one, um, the stock could react very positively to this. Now, a stock split offers a lot of opportunity for investors with a smaller capital base because if you get, say, an eight for one stock split, the cost per share is much lower and therefore a lot more shareholders might be enticed um, to jump in and buy more or new shareholders might be enticed to come in and buy more at a cheaper cost basis, even though the actual value of, Am- of your holdings in Amazon has not changed. Um, now, shifting into Upstart, we have to talk about Upstart. Uh, a lot of people have been asking about Upstart. Upstart has been a popular name across the markets lately. This stock roaring to the upside. If we take a look at Upstart right now, um, I mean, it has just had a remarkable performance throughout the past year. In fact, um, just in the past year to date. So since the beginning of the year, it's up 172%. In the past three months, it's up 65%. In the past five days, it's up 14%. Now, on the one month, it's down 22%. So this stock could be presenting an opportunity. Upstart could be presenting an opportunity here. And we're going to dig in to the numbers. Now, Upstart, ticker sign UPST, for those of you who should be doing research after I go through the breakdown, go and do even more research to know the ins and outs of the company you're investing in if you want to invest in it. Um, Upstart is an artificial intelligence lending platform that not only improves customers' access to affordable credit, but reduces the risk and cost to Upstart's lending bank partners. So Upstart is in a peculiar, uh, a peculiar but also um, very safe position here because what they are doing is they're improving the customers or the consumers' um, access to affordable credit or affordable loans. Loans, um, but at the same time, they're reducing the risk of the banks um, to for the banks when they're giving the loans. So a lot of crazy benefits here coming out of Upstart in this artificial technology that they have. Now, the company is led by CEO Dave Garoud, uh, and who once led Google's enterprise department. Now, Garoud uh, continues to deliver with a 71% um, of all Upstart loans being fully automated in Q4 of 2020, all the while keeping fraud Wait, rate pretty much flat, um, pretty much uh, no increase in fraud, even though the amount of loans going through Upstart's fully automated system continues to increase, which is very good. That's showing the efficiency of the system. It's reducing fraud and allowing more loans, and this is what you want to see in this AI um, lending platform. Now, recently, Upstart announced the acquisition of Prodigy Software, a major provider of cloud-based software solutions for the automotive industry. Now, according to the management, the acquisition will quicken Upstart's goal of offering AI-enabled auto loans through the use of auto dealers nationwide, which which that would be huge. Quote, while Amazon and Shopify have modernized the online shopping experience, the auto industry has been left behind. Upstart is on a path to reduce the cost of auto financing, and we can accelerate this opportunity with a modern multi-channel purchase experience, Garoud said. Now, throughout 2021, as I said, Upstart, they've had a fantastic year. They've rallied an immense amount, leaving investors like you and me to wonder if it's a buy after this 22% pullback is currently seen um, from its highs. Now, 
If we shift into the numbers, uh, Upstart beat Q4 2020 expectations with an EPS of $0.07, cents, and that's better than the analyst EPS consensus estimate of $0.02. Cents. Now, looking to the future, analysts are estimating that year-over-year EPS growth will top 100% um, from the current quarter. Now, revenues impressed as well, growing by a strong 39% year-over-year to $86.7 million. Now, breaking down revenues, total fee revenue was $84.4 million, and that's roughly 38% growth growth year over year. Income also was fantastic. Upstart reported a $10.4 million uh, income from operations representing 196% increase in operating income uh, from, you know, income from operations. Now on net income basis on a GAP basis, uh, it totaled $1 million for the quarter. So not fantastic, but still better than the previous quarter um, last year. Now on the Profit front. Contribution profit totaled $41.4 million, bringing the contribution margin to 49%, an improvement over the 38% contribution margin in Q4 2019. It is also important to note that contribution profit increased by 77% year over year. Now, adjusted EBITDA improved as well, increasing by 123% year over year to a strong $15.5 million. Now, for comparison, the Q4 2019 adjusted EBITDA was $7 million, so that's a significant jump there in adjusted EBITDA. I mean, that's more than double, 123% year over year in adjusted EBITDA alone. So far, very successful numbers. Now, rounding out Q4, uh, lending volume increased by 57%, a positive with Upstart's lending partners generating 123,396 loans throughout the Upstart platform. Now, as for conversion, Upstart reported a Q4 conversion rate on request of 17.4%, and that's better than the 14.9% in Q4 of 2019. Now, taking a brief look at the full year, Upstart reported a 42% year-over-year revenue growth, bringing FY 2020 revenues to $233.4 million. Now, total fee revenues um, increased by 43% year-over-year um, in FY 2020 to $228.6 million. So fee revenues making up a gigantic portion of total revenues. Now, on the income front, Upstart reported an FY 2020 income from operations of $11.8 million, and that's up 357% year-over-year, and all the while, GAAP net income totaled $6 million. Now, now, shifting into profit, Upstart reported a Q4 contribution profit of $105.1 million. That is up 1,115% year over year and a contribution margin of 46%, which is a huge improvement over the 31% in FY 2019. So overall, the year, absolutely fantastic. And that's not it. Rounding out FY 2020, Upstart's reported 40% increase in lending volume with bank partners generating 300,379 loans throughout Upstart's platform. It is also important to note that the conversion rates on request increased by 15 to 15.2% from 13.1%. So overall, remarkable numbers coming out of Upstart. I mean, huge growth numbers here. And not only that, but they're benefiting both ends of their customer base. They're benefiting the consumer who is getting the loan and they're benefiting the bank who is looking to de risk. So this upstart offering the best of both worlds here. Now, leadership was upbeat about the future. Quote, we believe virtually all lending will be powered by AI in the future. And we're the earliest and we're in the earliest stages of helping our bank partners successfully navigate that transformation. CEO Dave Garoud said. Now, looking ahead, management is expecting Q1 2021 revenues 112 to 118 million dollars, a big jump over the previous year's Q1. Also, adjusted net income of 13.4 
$4 million to $14.2 million. Now, as for full year, um, leadership is guiding for $500 million in revenues for FY 2021 and a contribution margin of 41%. Now, if we shift into the balance sheet, the numbers are pretty much rock solid. They have $70 million in debt. Um, their total liabilities are $177 million, yes, but their total total assets are $477.255 million, and their cash to short-term investments is $250 million. So overall, a very solid balance sheet there. Definitely nothing too out of whack. Now, on a valuation basis, it does trade at a premium. It trades at roughly 1,300 times price to earnings. Um, it trades roughly 116 times forward price to earnings, 33 times price to sales, um, a 26 times price to book, and a 1,204 times price to cash flow. So overall, you are paying up for Upstart, but a very small fraction currently of the banking world, the lending world, the lending industry is currently automated. Um, and Upstart is the clear leader in this space. So how much growth to the upside over the course of the next five to 10 years is there? I think a lot. And I think that's why investors are willing to pay up for upstart here and i think you can now given the numbers the analysts are neutral with a mean price target of 106.20 per share and that's roughly a 1.1 uh, percent downside now the high price target is 135 per share roughly 25 percent upside and the low price target is 81 dollars per share and that's around a 24 percent downside now the big money is quite involved with 57.6 percent of upstart being owned by institutions top holders include third point vk services and stone ridge asset management um now, if you want a technical breakdown of Upstart, go to runningwiththemoney.com, go to the analysis tab, and Upstart is the most recent breakdown. Click on that and, you know, go through the breakdown. And, you know, in that breakdown, there is the technical breakdown, the full technical breakdown of, uh, you know, Upstart and whether it is a solid buy on a technical basis here. Now, in short, Upstart, the ticker sign UPST, is a solid AI fintech disruptor with expanding revenues, a driven management team, and plenty of room to grow. Now, before we round out the show, we have to shift into the watch list. What's going on in the markets today? And overall, it was a pretty solid day, a mixed day across the markets, but mostly green, especially for those people in the tech world. Semiconductors bouncing pretty well. The financials holding up well. Um, the FANG stocks leading the way. Softwares moving higher. FinTech names moving higher. But over here in the consumer defensive, we're seeing some selling over in the restaurants, in the home repair, some selling down here in the industrials um not overwhelmingly great here pretty much uh flat across the board but boeing outperforming uh raytheon outperforming healthcare flat um so overall not a terrible day definitely opportunities across the market now looking to the week ahead looking over the next few days here um i am going to be watching and consistently posting um earnings numbers for ups amd ge microsoft Pinterest, Alphabet, Visa, 3M, uh, Starbucks, Waste Management, Texas Instruments. Those are all fantastic names to watch. So going ahead, what do you want to watch? Well, of course, the names in your portfolio. But there could be opportunities presented if the market sells off on solid numbers. For instance, right now. Tesla delivered solid numbers, but the stock is selling off, and that could be an opportunity, a fantastic opportunity for the long term. So what do you want to do? Well, you want to watch the names that are on your shopping list. So for instance, if you don't have Apple, you want to be watching Apple, because if they deliver strong numbers, and then it sells off on those numbers, you could have an excellent opportunity to buy there. And the same with every other name reported this week, the Boeing, the Apple, the Facebook, the Qualcomm, the Shopify, the Spotify, the AMD, the Amazon, the Caterpillar. 
all reporting this week. So definitely look ahead to those names. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode. I'll be back on Wednesday to talk the market, chat the market, and, well, obviously talk about the biggest headlines of the day. Thank you for listening. See you then. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you on Wednesday.